Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a really good episode. This is uh, another portion of the Spooner essay, Trial by Jury. It's one of my favorite portions where he describes what it means to be able to have a jury trial and why you need it and how it interplays with the Second Amendment. And it's really, I think it's the material that he has in there is just fire. So I hope my commentary on it is up to speed. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth, the kind of truth you're going to hear in this show, like I do in every one of my shows. And I'm also a self-certified master practitioner, gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. I know I earned it, and I recently earned a Lifetime Achievement Award that I gave myself, and so I'm pretty proud of that, too. That was all the fantastic work I do on these podcasts. <laughs> Enough kidding around. Let's go ahead and get this thing going. So let's continue Lysander Spooner's trial by jury essay today. I really enjoy this essay. Every show I make about it stands on its own. Although I strongly encourage everybody to read the essay themselves, I just really think this essay is truly one of the most important essays that anybody's ever written when it comes to political freedom and political thought. And I know it's not under that category and nobody's really familiar with it, but the basis for all of that kind of so-called freedom and all the bullshit talk that's around it is all theoretical. And this is just such a practical thing. If people understood jury nullification in this essay, we could defend ourselves against this insane government right now as we educate people about why we have to get rid of this insane government. See, people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? All the time, constantly. What's your plan? What's your great idea? Over and over and over. It's idiotic no matter how many times I've answered it. But One of the most important things we can do is educate people about jury nullification, the fact that the jury has the right to sit and decide the law, the facts, the evidence, everything, that the court, through the government, cannot be involved in directing the jury around and determining who can sit on the jury because you're not going to follow the judge's instructions and all this crap that's distorted it. Because if the people are not the final line of defense against the government, where the rubber meets the road, which is trials, where they put you into cages and or take your money under phony baloney civil cases, then the people can never be free. There's too much fear that you can get picked up at any time, thrown into a cage, thrown in front of some kangaroo government court, and just put away, or have your life ruined, bankrupt you, some bullshit cases they dream up. That's why it's critical. That's why I'm doing the essay. All right, we're not very far into the essay, really, and it's going to take a lot of episodes. But like I said, every episode I make on it is going to stand on its own, even though I think you should listen to them all. Go join my Patreon. <laughs> but there's plenty out in public. So I'm going to read the last paragraph that I read at the end just because I think it makes it make more sense to begin. The conclusion, therefore, is that any government that can for a day enforce its own laws without appealing to the people or a tribunal fairly representing the people for their consent is, in theory, an absolute government irresponsible to the people and can perpetuate its power at pleasure. Simply true. 
The trial by jury is based upon a recognition of this principle and therefore forbids the government to execute any of its laws by punishing violators in any case whatsoever without first getting the consent of the jury or the people through a jury. In this way, the people at all times hold their liberties in their own hands and never surrender them, even for a moment, into the hands of the government. It's just, this is unavoidable fact. See, the government's free to pass whatever bullshit made-up laws they want. But it's up to the people and a jury to decide whether or not those laws are laws they want to enforce, whether these facts apply to this law, whether or not the evidence that they determine is legitimate should be applied and actually deserves punishment in any form or fashion. Just having a law and saying, well, you met the requirements, they actually, now they have strict liability laws. It basically just violates some made-up set of procedures and you're stuck. And now you're a criminal, so-called, and they can take all sorts of other so-called rights away from you. Right to have a gun, right to vote, all these ridiculous things. They just take them away, make up rules. Let's continue. The trial by jury, then, gives to any and every individual the liberty at any time to disregard or resist any law whatsoever of the government. If he be willing to submit to the decision of a jury, the questions whether the law be intrinsically just and obligatory, and whether his conduct in disregarding or resisting it were right in itself. Wow. See, it's not just the law. It's you have to be able to resist the law. And I did that entire episode that showed you that you're not free as long as you can still be put in prison for so-called resisting arrest when the police themselves were totally out of line, had absolutely no basis to be bothering you or to doing what they were doing. If you're not allowed to resist at that point, then the government's just free at any time to come and interrupt you, pick you up, arrest you without cause, throw you into prisons, run you through their kangaroo courts, and uh, fake evidence up. So if you're not allowed to resist it at the time, and if you can still go to prison for resisting an unlawful arrest, then you're not free. And so the trial by jury, a jury trial, jury nullification, allows you to defend yourself against the cops, these these government thugs who run around with total immunity, just abuse your rights. They never have to pay individually. It's all paid out by the state anyway, which just means that the people pay. Even if you can imagine somehow at the end of all of that getting some kind of payment, which is just unbelievably absurdly rare, if you're even alive to enjoy it. Even if you can get through all of that, the people end up paying their taxes. (laughs) It's just stupid. Continue. And any law which does not, in such trial, obtain the unanimous sanction of 12 men taken at random from the people and judging according to the standard of justice in their own minds, free from all dictation and authority of the government, may be transgressed and resisted with impunity by whomsoever pleases to transgress or resist it. Right! All this talk about what we can do, well, the only way you can stand up against the government at this point is to know that if you stand up against them, they haul you into court on some phony baloney charges, resisting, improper organizing, that you're going to get not guilty. You don't have to worry that the government's going to be able to make up crimes and then pack the jury, keeping anybody off who won't just simply enforce anything the government says. The purpose of the jury is simple. Whatever the law is, whatever the law says, if the people don't like it, don't think it makes any sense, don't want to enforce it, for whatever reason they want, it doesn't get enforced. That's why it has to be unanimous. Out of 12 people, you're going to get some people in there who've been through the system, know people who've been through the system, know how incredibly corrupt it is. You're going to say not guilty. Well, you get a hung jury. Good luck trying them again. You're never going to get a conviction. 
So you're never going to get a conviction. They get convictions. They have these incredible conviction rates because they pack the jury. They keep anybody off the jury who won't simply do whatever they're told to do by the government, follow whatever law, so-called, they're given from the bench. <laughs> it's just true. Let's continue. The trial by jury authorizes all of this, or it is a sham and a hoax, utterly worthless for protecting the people against oppression. If it did not authorize an individual to resist the first and least act of injustice or tyranny on the part of the government, it does not authorize him to resist the last and the greatest. If it do not authorize individuals to nip tyranny in the bud, it does not authorize them to cut it down when its branches are filled with the ripe fruits of plunder and oppression. God, this guy's writing 150 years ago when the government was nothing. Imagine his head would explode if he saw the insanity going on. And still people run around with my constitution and all this crap. Constitutional conservatives never talk about jury nullification. They don't ever discuss it. It is the most fundamental right we have. All your other rights are balanced on the head of that pen, not the Second Amendment. That's fantasy. Because they just make all sorts of guns outlawed. You can't have them. Illegal weapons, registration, all these different things they make up. They can bring you in, charge you. Gun charge. Gun crimes. If you had jury nullification, you know none of that would ever be possible. You'd never get convictions on that made-up bullshit unconstitutional law. You wouldn't have to wait for nine crooked government employees to say, Oh, it's unconstitutional. It's constitutional. A joke. Let's continue. Those who deny the right of a jury to protect an individual in resisting an unjust law of the government deny him all legal defense whatsoever against oppression. The right of revolution, which tyrants in mockery accord to mankind, is no legal right under a government. It is only a natural right to overthrow a government. The government itself never acknowledges this right, and the right is practically established only when and because the government no longer exists to call it into question. Bingo. I brought it up again and again. People love to talk about all the tree of liberty and all this stupid crap and talk about the Declaration of Independence. Our government makes the Declaration of Independence, what they say in there, illegal to even discuss doing, let alone to do or to organize. And yet they they have the nerve to put it into the United States Code and call it an organic law of the United States. <laughs> it's all outlawed in there. You're not allowed to discuss organizing to overthrow the government. It's illegal. You're not allowed to resist police. They'll come and get you for resisting arrest. It's just clear as day. The only defense is jury nullification. People need to know their rights. That's why I'm doing this essay. The right, therefore, can be exercised with impunity only when it is exercised victoriously. All unsuccessful attempts at revolution however justifiable in themselves, are punished as treason if the government be permitted to judge of the treason. The government itself never admits the injustice of its laws as a legal defense for those who have attempted a revolution and failed. Right. Bingo. Ignorance of the law is no defense. (laughs) You can't point to the Constitution when the government is entitled to be the sole so-called arbiter of what it means. It's idiotic. The right of revolution, therefore, is a right of no practical value except for those who are stronger than the government. So long, therefore, as the oppressions of a government are kept within such limits as simply not to exasperate against it a power greater than its own, the right of revolution cannot be appealed to and is therefore inapplicable to the case. 
Yes, this is why all this stupid talk about voting or overthrowing or organizing your Second Amendment is all shit. You're never, ever, ever going to win against a government this big that listens into every single thing you do, say, right. Hell, they probably can figure out what you're thinking now. We have no idea what they're doing beaming shit into people's heads. Your Second Amendment is a joke compared to jury nullification. A joke. If you had jury nullification, if people understand it, you don't have to worry about a revolution. It'd be so easy to get rid of because there'd be no way to tamp down all the people who were constantly talking truth. As of now, they can just shut you down. If you go out and you organize, they come and arrest you. <laughs> oh, people. God. Let's continue. This affords a wide field for tyranny. And if a jury cannot hear, intervene, the oppressed are utterly defenseless. It's just so clear that's the case. If you can just rig up the trial as they do, Government controls every single aspect. Court says who can sit on the jury, says what evidence comes in, tells the jury what the law is, has them answering questions, can throw people out, only allows certain people to testify, and even then only on certain topics. It's idiotic. <laughs> and then the government itself hears the appeals to see if anything was violated during the trial. It's, just, it's beyond asinine that people believe that system could ever work. Only reason that people think that is because they're brainwashed 24-7 by constitutional conservatives. Those people's job is to make sure nobody ever catches on to the scam. That's it. And it's working. People don't catch on. They think I'm the kook, even though what I say is just fucking unvarnished truth. It's just undeniable. Let's continue. It is manifest that the only security against the tyranny of the government lies in forcible resistance to the execution of the injustice, because the injustice will certainly be executed unless it be forcibly resisted. And if it be but suffered to be executed, it must then be borne, for the government never makes compensation for its own wrongs. It can't. It has nothing. Right. How many people do they put in prison wrongfully? What do they get? They get some bullshit settlement when they come out, right? What happens to the DA who did it? The cops, nothing. They're all long dead by then. The judge, nothing. You have to be able to resist at the point of the so-called arrest. That's where you have to be able to resist. And if you don't care to resist there, you have to be able to resist at the point of the trial. But no part of that is permissible under the system because they have totally and completely distorted what your right is as a jury. Totally. Since then, this forcible resistance to the injustice of the government is the only possible means of preserving liberty. It is indispensable to all legal liberty that this resistance should be legalized. It is perfectly self-evident that where there is no legal right to resist the oppression of the government, there can be no legal liberty. And here it is all important to notice that practically speaking, there can be no legal right to resist the oppressions of the government unless there is some legal tribunal other than the government and wholly independent of and above the government to judge between the government and those who resist its oppressions. In other words, to judge what laws of the government are to be obeyed and what may be resisted and held for naught. God, it's so good. See, this whole Milan order, just following orders, tell it to the judge. These are the people who are fundamentally confused intentionally by constitutional conservatives who act like the way of law, law, the holy law. They confuse statues made up bullshit by governments as opposed to what natural law is. Government can't just make shit up 
and then run you through a ring and call it law and order. It's not law. It's not law. It's just legal horseshit they dreamed up. That's why you have to have legal rights represented, acknowledged in the system regarding the jury. And that's why they've made sure that doesn't exist so that they can run you through a sham, a hoax to get people to believe that they're, they've got this right of a jury. It's a complete and total charade and fantasy the way it's executed right now. People really need to start understanding this. Let's continue. The only tribunal known to our laws for this purpose is a jury. If a jury have not the right to judge between the government and those who disobey its laws and resist its oppressions, the government is absolute and the people, legally speaking, are slaves. Like many other slaves, they may have sufficient courage and strength to keep their masters somewhat in check, but they are nevertheless known to the law only as slaves. People, you're slaves to the government. As soon as you have to do whatever the government says and you have to go into a government court that's run by the government judge who allows and doesn't allow whatever they care to and tells you what the law is, what you must do as a juror, you're just a slave. It's just a gigantic kabuki theater show. That's all the trial is. That's why people have to understand jury nullification. The jury gets the right to decide the law and the facts. They don't listen to what the judge has to say and must follow. That's nonsense. It's what the government's telling you. Continue. That this right of resistance was recognized as a common law right when the ancient and genuine trial by jury was in force is not only proved by the nature of the trial itself, but is acknowledged by history. This right of resistance is recognized by the Constitution of the United States as a strictly legal and constitutional right. It is so recognized first by the provision that the trial of all crimes except in cases of impeachment shall be by jury, that is, by the country and not by the government. Secondly, by the provision that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This constitutional security for the right to keep and bear arms implies the right to use them as much as a constitutional security for the right to buy and keep food would have implied the right to eat it. The Constitution, therefore, takes it for granted that the people will judge the conduct of the government, and that as they have the right, they will also have the sense to use arms wherever the necessity of the case justifies it. And it is a sufficient and legal defense for a person accused of using arms against the government if he can show to the satisfaction of a jury or even any one of a jury that the law he resisted was an unjust one. This is such an important, critical point. See, the constitutional conservatives always just say, oh, I'm not pro for violence. Oh, they can never resist with violence. They love government violence. They hate any resistance to government violence. That's what they don't like. They want to rush you into those kangaroo courts that the government runs. But he just laid it out right there. If the Second Amendment means anything, it means that you have a right to use it against the government. That's it. But even discussing, organizing, or suggesting that is outlawed by the government. It's so crazy that people think they're free. You're not free. <laughs> oh, what a scam they run. My God. Let's continue. In the American state constitutions also, this right of resistance to the oppressions of the government is recognized in various ways as a natural, legal, and constitutional right. In the first place, it's so recognized by provisions establishing the trial by jury, thus requiring that accused persons shall be tried by the country instead of the government. In the second place, it's recognized by many of them, as, for example, those in Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. 
by provisions in their Bill of Rights declaring that men have a natural, inherent, and inalienable right of defending their lives and liberties. This, of course, means that they have a right to defend them against any injustice on the part of the government, and not merely on the part of private individuals, because the object of all Bill of Rights is to assert the rights of individuals and the people as against the government and not as against private persons, it would be a ridiculous matter to assert in a constitution of government the natural right of men to defend their lives and liberties against private trespassers. Oh, this is such an important point. This is the no-knock raid crap. This is the you can't take up arms against a cop who busts down your door. You have to just let them come into your house and take you. And they do it all the time against people mistaken places. It's utterly outrageous. The idea that a Second Amendment and that you have rights only against other individuals is asinine. The entire point of it is that the people have to be able to defend themselves with their arms against the government oppressions. That you can't just love on these government goons with guns running around with all these incredibly ridiculous sort of double standards that they get to draw down and throw you down and everything else. And if it's wrong, well, you got to go into the government court and find out. It's such basic logic. You don't need a bill of rights and a right of a jury trial in order to defend yourself against some guy who's robbing you. You need it in order to know that the people are free to defend themselves against the oppressions of government. That's what our country was built on, allegedly. It's a declaration of independence, and I've showed you how they have a double standard hypocrisy that they cut it all out, turn it all on its head, Milan and order. Got to, got to just protect the law and order. I'm not in favor of violence. Oh, I'm not talking about suggesting violence. Of course not. No, I'd never suggest violence. These the constitutional conservative bullshitters. They love violence when it's government violence. What they don't like is anybody who resists government violence. The entire purpose of the Second Amendment is to resist government oppression. And government oppression is enforced through government violence. That's the reality. But you're not allowed to discuss organizing, doing it, suggesting it in any way because it's totally illegal. Just as Spooner said earlier, that the reality is no government allows it. Ours is the same. Total hypocrisy. Who are the gatekeepers on that matter? Who? The constitutional conservatives. They run around like complete transparent hypocrites talking about the Second Amendment and all this blood of tyranny and all this crap. And then they tell you about voting. And they tell you, absolutely, you can't organize. Oh, well, you never could organize against it. No, the only way you can organize is organize to vote, organize to get a petition, organize some other horse shit. While government's got its goons out there with guns and clubs and tear gas and everything else beating you into submission for just trying to want to be free. What kind of country is this? <laughs> this is a country of brainwashed slaves who truly imagine that they're free. It's just incredible to me. There's no answer for the simple things he says in here, just like there's no answer for the simple things he lays out in no trees and shows the Constitution has no authority. There's just no way to get around the things he says in here. It is the jury trial and the Second Amendment. That's how you protect yourself against government. But you can't do it unless you have the jury trial issue. That's why constitutional conservatives never talk about this issue. You'll never hear them talking about it, ever. Bunch of liars, man. I gotta detest those guys. They're the worst kind of traitors pretending to be on everybody's side when they're not. 
All right, I'm not going to read a lot more, I don't think, today, only because that's such an important point. I don't want it to be overlooked. Those pieces he just made are huge, but I'm going to read a little bit more. Many of these Bill of Rights also assert the natural right of all men to protect their property, that is, to protect it against the government. It would be unnecessary and silly indeed to assert in a constitution of a government the natural right of individuals to protect their property against thieves and robbers. Exactly. What is the tax? What are these unjust taxes? What are all these things where they come and steal your shit on the government? It's theft. If you can't resist it, if you're not allowed to resist it and then take your case to the people in front of a jury and have the people agree, yeah, this is outrageous. We don't want the government doing that. Then you don't have any rights. That voting stuff is a scam. That's why for 240 years it's gone in one direction, people. They need to wake up and understand. The constitutions of New Hampshire and Tennessee also declare that the doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd, slavish, and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind. Yes! (laughs) Yes! It doesn't work to march around with signs. They laugh at that shit. (laughs) That's why they push it. That's why constitutional conservatives push it. Oh, get organized. Fucking make lists. (laughs) Uh, March around. Waste your time and day. (laughs) While they just simply bring men with guns to bust down your door and haul out whoever tries to lead you in the right direction. A joke. The legal effect of these constitutional recognitions of the right of individuals to defend their property, liberties, and lives against the government is to legalize resistance to all injustice and oppression of every name and nature whatsoever on the part of the government. That's what this is all about. That's what those, all those so-called rights are. Continue. But for this right of resistance on the part of the people, all governments would become tyrannical to a degree of which few people are aware Constitutions are utterly worthless to restrain the tyranny of governments unless it be understood that the people will, by force, compel the government to keep within the constitutional limits. Practically speaking, no government knows any limits to its power except the endurance of the people. But that the people are stronger than the government and will resist in extreme cases, our governments would be little or nothing else than organized systems of plunder and oppression." which, of course, is all they are. Look around. Law and order. Tell it to the judge. Just following orders. <laughs> get organized. Get someone else in there. Try to get the law changed. All this shit. None of that's necessary when you understand jury nullification and the Second Amendment. That's how it's supposed to work. Constitutional conservatives have made sure nobody understands that. Continue. All, or nearly all, the advantage there is in fixing any constitutional limits to the power of government is simply to give notice to the government of the point at which it will meet with resistance. If the people are then as good as their word, they may keep the government within the bounds they have set for it. Otherwise, it will disregard them, as is proved by the example of all our American governments in which the constitutions have all become obsolete at the moment of their adoption for nearly or quite all purposes, except the appointment of officers who at once become practically absolute, except so far as they are restrained by the fear of popular resistance. Yes, all this, what can we do? What can we do? Well, we're not allowed to talk about what we can actually do. That's why I'm trying to tell people, look, 
what you do is first you have to teach people about what jury nullification is so the people will have protections when the government tries to overstep and brings its goons with guns we're all brainwashed managing their patriots from the exact opposite and the reason they're so confused is because of constitutional conservatives and media and government who confuse them endlessly they don't understand the principles I'm explaining right here that Spooner wrote about 150 years ago. Imagine he's telling them they're obsolete and the thing was completely screwed 150 years ago. Look at what we've got. Locking us down for a year, destroying all those businesses, taking your property, just these unelected jokers. Everyone got to follow the rules. <laughs> always with all violence is never the answer. Violence is always the answer with government. That's all government knows. It forces you to do anything it wants. Continue. The bounds set to the power of the government by the trial by jury, as will hereafter be shown, are these. That the government shall never touch the property, person, or natural or civil rights of an individual against his consent, except for the purpose of bringing them before a jury for trial. Unless... In pursuance and execution of a judgment or decree rendered by a jury in each individual case upon such evidence and such law as are satisfactory to their own understanding and consciences, irrespective of all legislation of the government. That's it. See? <laughs> That's it. You know, they don't have a right to just no-knock raid you, come in with no notice at all, throw fucking stun grenades on you, take you down, kill your kid accidentally, shoot your fucking dog. That's the outrageous behavior. And to come forward and give you an opportunity. And if you knew you were going to get a fair trial, if you knew there was an actual trial waiting for you with your citizens, you wouldn't be concerned. You'd freely walk down there. <laughs> the way it is, everyone knows. You get put in the system, it's a rigged scam con. The trials are jokes, are kangaroo courts. They can threaten you with anything, extort you with anything, charge you with anything, charge you with 50 crimes you didn't do. There's no consequence, no personal consequence to anyone on the governmental side. They risk nothing. You risk everything. It's so insane that people think this is freedom. God, I hate those constitutional conservatives who've confused everybody, who've just so fundamentally confused everybody. And every single day, they're on the radio, all over the place, everywhere in media, Everywhere in print, constantly, totally, and completely misdirecting the people into a ditch. This is the answer, people. This is the answer. Understanding the realities, the truth of the actual way you resist government tyranny. And it's not what constitutional conservatives tell you about the voting and getting organized and all that other stupid crap. <laughs> it's not. It's about understanding your right as a citizen with a jury. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's how it all stops. Right now, it can stop. Right today. We don't have to worry about the next election. We don't have to say 2022 and 2024, and we're going to lose the country and all this other shit. And it, all that ends as soon as people understand this right. That's why I'm doing the essay. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of episodes. It has to be beaten into people's heads. There's a lot of very subtle, significant points that people need to understand. They have to. We got no other chance. If we don't understand this issue, if people don't start understanding the scam that government is through the essay I did with no treason and this essay on, on trial by jury, then we don't have a chance because this is the only thing that can actually turn things quickly. You don't need everybody. You only need one guy on the jury each time. That's it. You need 8% of the population knows something. Uh, that's all you need. <laughs> you can get a hung jury over and over and over. Once people start seeing that, getting some confidence in it, then you can start getting organized to actually stop the government in its tracks. 
But as it is right now, it doesn't work. See, it doesn't work. And it's totally and completely illegal, and people just are so confused. So, all right, that's it. I'm not going to say any more. Uh, you know, I think I've made it clear what the trial is, why it's there. He's, he's laid it out. I've laid out the hypocrisy that's in the system, the upside-down nature, all these people who think that they're all about freedom and patriotism, the exact opposite. They've got it turned on its head. It's a perfect case of what I call the 179 Club. They teach you as close to 180 degrees off from truth as they can, and they've done a magnificent job of conning the people in this area. Just incredible. Oh, so frustrating to me. It's oh, a good stopping point, though, so I'm going to stop there. And if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man, the U.S. Law Review on Twitter. And I, I thank the people who are on Patreon who actually support my show with money. I really appreciate that. I think I'm the only person who really speaks like this, mostly because of my sort of 30-plus years of practicing the law and my full understanding of it. I can speak authoritatively about it. But it certainly doesn't take a law practice or anything else to understand that this essay. It just doesn't. And it's just the, the logic and the facts that you can't get away from them. So, but I do appreciate the people who actually put their money where their mouth is and support my show. I really do. You know, because otherwise I just, really, honestly, I would have stopped making a show a long time ago. But as it is, okay, it's people who actually care. They care enough to put some skin in the game. Great. You know, I'll keep doing it. Absolutely. You know, maybe we'll have a chance. So, so thank you. And there's no real update on the movie, Jones Plantation. I, I, I've been excited about it. I know I promote it each time because I want people to know about it. I know a lot of people don't even hear the show all the time. But it's a movie that I made, first time I've ever been in a movie. I started as Mr. Jones. Larkin Rose wrote it. Everybody in the freedom movement knows who that is. It's coming out this fall. It's an allegory about how we went from chattel slavery to debt slavery. And all of this stuff interrelates. And the movie's going to be great, I'm convinced. I'm just completely convinced now. we got so many great things. It's going to really be funny, and I think people are going to really like my character. <laughs> That's what I think. So I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I really think people are going to like it. So so that's it for now. That's it for today, and I, uh, I think I'll wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. <laughs>